0: Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. This is the Simply Financial Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Calandra, and this is season number four, episode 36. On today's episode, I have with me Connor Butts, who has a podcast called Personal Productivity. He's an impressive young man who has set out to do something, I think, very, very noble and worthwhile that is – a mission to empower 10,000 people, so I'm so happy to have him on. I'm going to be on his show um, very soon, but uh, I'm going first, so I'm really looking forward to uh, hitting him up with some very good questions and having a wonderful discussion. Connor, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Chris. How are you doing today? I am excellent. I'm living my best pandemic life. (laughs) It's hard to do in these days. It is is a crazy world we live in, that is for sure. I wanted to, uh, you and I have not met in person before. We were only recently uh, connected with one another. But uh, typically, I like to ask the following question, just to kind of kick things off. Uh, You are still in college, right? Yep. You uh, grew up in a home. How would you describe it in terms of was it a wealthy
1: household, poor household, upper middle class? Perfect, yeah. Lower um, middle class.
0: How, how would you describe it?
1: So I grew up in a house, my mom and my dad. Um, my dad is a golf teacher. My mom is disabled. So when I was one or two years old, my mom got a rare disease where her muscles basically tighten up. It's kind of the opposite of ALS where her muscles just keep really tight and rigid. And oh, wow. so my mom doesn't work. My dad. My dad works a lot. Uh, He's seasonal, so um, I would say we grew up more in a middle-class home where it wasn't like we we couldn't do anything. Like, we still had options. I still, most of the time when I grew up, it was playing sports, and so most of the time I got to spend my time doing that, and we didn't really grow up thinking about money. It was just there were some things you couldn't do. Like, I would say one of the main thoughts my parents had was, Uh, money doesn't grow on trees. I think that's a lot of people where it's not like money just comes to you. Can you think of any other, I think that's great with what you said, the money doesn't grow grow
0: on trees, such a powerful adage. Thinking about, you know, a few years ago when you were a little younger, other lessons that you learned about money just kind of being in the household, uh, and it may not have happened even in your household. It could have been at school, friends, their families. You know, what other lessons, things have you picked up and learned about money so far?
1: Yeah, so growing up, my dad is a, a, like more of a cheap person, and so eBay was kind of his king. He, we call him the eBay king because he can find right. anything on eBay. So really, when it comes to it, like if you need something, like I used to speed skate and I used to like really need these really nice speed skates, so like spending money on that, something that I'm going to use, something that's important, it's okay to spend money on, but if you had something that wasn't as important as important. You usually go to eBay or you go to a garage sale or something like that to where you kind of balance out like expensive things with non expensive things trying to keep the money kind of under wraps. All right. And so let's talk
0: about uh, your idea of helping 10,000 people. Could you paint a picture
1: in terms of what you're trying to accomplish? What is the mission? Yeah, it's actually a hundred thousand people. I, I, I kind of Yeah, I kind of set yeah. myself a, a really high vision because I think that if you have a low vision and you get to it, you can kind of stop. And so I think 100,000 people, I look at the influencers that I see in my life, people, I don't know if you've heard of Jim Quick or uh, there's just different influencers yeah. that I look at and I see how they've grown their base. And I think that me starting at 20, trying to influence as many people as I can, I I really got into personal, personal development early and I think that by trying to live a better life, a life where you can help people improve on themselves, like themselves, I think that if you can serve people, like service is what really will bring money because if you don't give somebody a service, they're not going to pay you for anything. And I think that if I can help people change their mindset, change their life, change, change all these different things, I think people will come to appreciate it and also they'll share with more people. That's really why I love podcasts, because I really started on this journey with podcasts. Like, for example, when I started listening to podcasts, I was working as a maintenance crew member, and you don't realize it, but you can spend your time learning so many things while you're just doing, like, things that you don't really want to do in the future. Like, just by doing dishes, you can learn something about... Oh, absolutely. No, that is a good life lesson where, even though you probably
0: will not be a professional golf maintenance person the the work experience, the people you come in contact with, the lessons in terms of um showing up, pride in doing work, following instructions, making your own decisions, all of those things are are tools and experiences that can help you regardless of where you end up in the future. So that's terrific exactly. that you already realize the importance of that. Sometimes when you're younger you say, Oh, you know, I don't really need to show up to that shift. And you could just blow off work. And to a certain extent, you can do that more easily at a job when you're 18, 19, 20 compared Mm. to if you're in a career-oriented job. But probably appreciating that that's not the way to go is... Is a good thing to, to, mm-hmm. to learn. So we, so I'm sorry about the 10,000 versus 100,000. You have a much grander vision than I gave you credit for. Where did you come up with this idea?
1: Honestly, I just picked a number. I, I remember, um, a guy named Gary Keller. Uh, he's the owner of Keller Williams real estate and he had a vision to help a million people. And he said, he, people asked him how he got it. And he was just like, I just picked a number. I mean, I, I really didn't, like, go through all these numbers of trying to figure it out, but I, I just felt like that was a number where, I mean, even though it seems high, it seems achievable, because the way I view what I can do, I, I can help people through a podcast, I can try and create a blog, I can create courses, coaching, different things like that. There's there's a path to getting there, and this 100,000 people thing is, isn't going to happen in three, four years. It's It's something, that's a life, that's a life goal. It's not a, It's not a goal where I think that it's something I can achieve throughout a long period of time. And I I just think that that is really what kind of drives it. So so I understand you came up with the idea of the number
0: mimicking what Mr. Keller had done with his million-dollar objective. But even earlier than that, this thought of helping people, adopting Mm. that as your mission – how did you come up with that? I know you mentioned, um, Jim quick, uh, and, you know, candidly, like I was exposed to personal development stuff at a young age. I have a number of years on you. I'll be 50 this year, (laughs) but you know, I, I adopted that stuff. I mean, I, I really digested it and it's been Mm -hmm. an integral part of my life and, a lot of the success I've had, and I've been very, very blessed, I attribute to some of those lessons I've learned and being a lifelong learner. Mm -hmm. I never, though, really had a mission like I'm going to help 100,000 people. Of course, Connor, my role as a financial planner working with individuals, families, and small business owners, Uh, my goal is to help them. And If I can help Mm -hmm. them, my business will thrive, and I, in turn, will reach my own personal goals and objectives. But I never yeah. really shaped it the way that you have. So where did mm-hmm. the idea come from?
1: It actually comes from a book that uh, Gary Keller wrote. Um, it's called Goal Setting to the Now, where basically you have a someday goal, where basically someday from now I want to get to this goal. Like this this is what I want to achieve. And so based on your someday goal, okay, what do you have to do in five years to get to that get to that someday goal and then you oh, write those down and then you okay. take that five-year goal and you can break it down to a year and so what do I need to do this year to reach that someday goal and so my goal this year is to try and get to 100,000 or to 10,000 podcast listeners so that might be where uh, we kind of got a little bit Misguided, and I I honestly don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know if I can get to 10,000 people on my podcast listening, but that that's the goal that I have, and that's the thing that I'm trying to achieve this year. And so all my efforts right now are really trying to get to that that goal this year. So I guess that's how I got to that 100,000, and how that's going to kind of drive where I go because I I know that if I have that, I can try to work each year to get that. And I'm assuming since you're a financial planner, um, compound interest is a huge part of that and so if you can take 10,000 oh, yeah. people and compound that after this year into more people and this like compounding each thing each year will get you to where you want to go faster and so if Absolutely. I have that I know so yeah that's kind of what I look at.
0: and you, you bring up a, a great point because most people are vaguely familiar with compound interest I'm probably mm-hmm. more immersed in it being a big-time financial <laughs> geek but compounding works in other areas of our lives uh, you know what if you work out and yep. you and you keep your body healthy you have compounding be- benefits you know over the course of a long period of time mm-hmm. and there are lots of areas in business where if you continually do good things the benefits compound over time so it's not just with interest that phenomenon although not mathematical in the same way it's yep. still a wonderful key to long term success. So that's that's a great point. So you, you set this you set this uh, audacious goal and you want to help people. You're on this mission. It's a long term mission. Um, you're young. You're still in school. So you're at yep. the early stages. How is it going
1: so far? It's really cool because with a podcast, the one thing I've learned is that you get access to more people than than if you don't. Like, I, I've been able to talk to some really interesting people. Um, one's actually an Olympic gold medalist. He's written a book. He's a, he's a TED Talk speaker, really cool guy. Um, I'm going to be in, interviewing one of the co-authors for that same Gary Keller book, um, sometime in, I think, September. It's just you really get to talk to people that you wouldn't ever get to and get more experience sure. from, from new different mindsets. That's, that's something that I really love about it. And also, I, like, I feel connected with it. It feels like I'm actually doing something. Like for the first time, I'm taking this knowledge that you can get from books and podcasts and actually throw it out there and use something with it. Very well said.
0: You uh, have something you've coined the term the productivity formula. Uh, yes. So can you
1: tell us a little bit about that? I guess there's different ways to look at productivity. Some people, it's like, how much can you get done in a certain amount of time? And I kind of view that as efficiency. So like as, a, as a, a business, if you want to be able to, for example, serve more people at a place, like, like, say, McDonald's, and you want to serve more people, that's efficiency. But productivity is something that's completely different, in my opinion. I think it's purpose times prioritized action. Because if you have no purpose and you just take action on different things, there's nowhere in specific that you're going. You don't have a direction that you're taking things. And so that can also go the different way. If you have a purpose and you don't have action towards that thing, it's, it's a, it's a form where it's purpose times prioritized action. Anything times zero, obviously, is zero. So if you have no purpose but a lot of action, you don't really get anywhere the same way as you have purpose with no action. You don't go anywhere. And a lot of times you can look at the people who have no action, but they have a purpose or have all this talent to do something. Those are the people who you can see the potential in. And so you can see those people aren't using their potential towards something that they're doing, but also with the other way, where they have the action but no purpose, these are the people that work hard all the time and seem to be spinning like spinning circles or doing donuts. They're just going around and around and around, in the same, like they don't actually end up going anywhere. So... I view purpose and prioritized action as the way to get to the most productivity that you can get. So, can you talk a little bit about
0: in, in my business when I meet a potential uh, client? Focus on all right. What, what are your What are your goals? What are your objectives? Yeah. What, what do you want to accomplish? And even Connor, we have a lot of uh, long-term business relationships, and mm-hmm. constantly we're revisiting goals because goals change over time. Uh, you'll hit some goals, some goals you'll realize were not exactly what you want because you've had a change and you have new goals. So how does the prioritized action concept that you just outlined differ and how is it the same as is what
1: I would commonly
0: call goal setting?
1: Prioritized action is really doing what's in most most important first. And so I, I don't really know in your business what's the most important piece to each client, but it, let's say somebody, their goal is to have a retirement plan or something like that, and you would the first thing you would do with them would be to find the best retirement plan for them. So if that's through an IRA, if that's through 401K, different things like that, you would go through that first before, let's say, if you need to help them with their business, if, the, if their number one priority is helping them find retirement and be, help, like, be fully immersed in having a good retirement, you would start with that first. And then you can figure out like what's most important after that. So it's kind of like whatever is most important to them and to you to create what your plan is first, you focus on that, and then you keep going after and after and after. Because a lot of times people will take a list of things and they'll do what's easiest first, and they won't get to the things that will add the most value to them in the beginning. Because obviously you have enough experience behind financial planning and wealth building. So for you, what can you do to help them most? That would be what prioritized action is. Okay. You already have the per, and, and I guess that the, the, the direction of that is defined by the purpose of what they want.
0: Fair enough. Good.
1: So I wanted to
0: ask you, can you give an example of yourself where you've used the productivity formula and I know you're you're doing that with your audacious hundred thousand goal but something where it's been a little bit more of a shorter time spectrum where you've used this mindset to your advantage
1: yeah so like I said I'm a golf I'm a golfer at college and so kind of the way I looked at practice for golf is what am I not good at right now And I prioritize what's most important that I can do to improve my golf game through that. So, for example, right now I'm not putting well. So I would go out there and I would say, I'm not going to do anything else until I figure out what I can do to putt better. Or if, for example, I want to work out, I would figure out what is the most important thing I can do right now to work out, and I would go do that. So yesterday I really wanted to start figuring out what I can do to work out, so I the first thing I did is, what's the most important thing I can do to start that? And that's go find weights. So I went to my house and I got I got two different weights and I brought them to my apartment. And so today is the first day I'm going to start working out because I have that. So you take what is, you find out what that first thing you can do is and what's most important, and you start with that, and then you go from there.
0: Very good. You uh, you have the goal again. I keep saying it because it's so impressive. The hundred thousand uh, goal mission of helping people. how are you going to keep track? One of the things that you know I focus on in helping people win with money and increase their financial IQ, make good informed decisions with money is that yeah. you you want to be able to quantify things. And generally speaking with goal setting, it's it's uh, widely accepted that you you want to quantify. It. You don't want to say I would want to lose weight. you want to say I would like to lose you know, 20 pounds. You don't say, I want to get a better golf game. You say, I want to uh, uh, have uh, my handicap be X. Exactly. So you have the quantify part, but how are you going yep. to keep track of it? Because as we discussed earlier, it, this is not something that's going to be done in the next three months. It's, of it's an ongoing goal. How will you... Keep track of it. I don't think you're going to say, "Oh, I helped Susie today," and I helped. Uh, you know, you're not going to do that. But you must have a sense of how you're going to keep track, given how important this mission is to you.
1: Yeah. So you can. There's different ways to look at it. And so when I look at where I want to go in the future, the the kind of ways that I see myself moving from here is I want I want to be able to to coach people and how they can be more productive and kind of live that purpose. So that's one thing I want to do is help people with coaching. And so that's my next mission is, like, I want to use this podcast to try and help people personally first. And then I want to help people in a mastermind. I don't know if you know what that is, where you can help multiple people at the same time and also learn from them. And then also I want to create an online course and book eventually. And these are all someday goals where I want to have these, like, steps to get to that point. And, most of the time, you can track how many people, for example, listen to a podcast, or how many people will buy a book, or how many people buy a course. Um, but also, you can't really measure like if, if I'm coming onto your podcast right now, these things I can't measure. And so, I guess there's not a fully way to measure that progress. Right, right. But there's,
0: there's different you ways can't you can count find. it in the same way. You could say I want to have X number of dollars in the bank. You know, you can look at the bank statement and see how many dollars are in there. It's very easily quantifiable. Mm -hmm. And this is something uh, you can't track exactly. But at the same time, you do want to, I would imagine, my suggestion to you, in fact, would be you do want to have some idea. Otherwise, you don't want to get out to, you know, five, six years from now and still be talking about how you're going to help 100,000 people and not even know where you are on the pathway towards that goal. Exactly. So uh, I want to ask this question, and I want to be sensitive. Uh, I don't want to be too paternal, but do you get any resistance that you are so young? Granted, very impressive, but young that you're on the mission to help folks because of your
1: age? Is that how does that play into it? Of course. I mean, a lot of times, like for example, if, like some peers will be like how are you going to do that? You're so young. How can you help people be more productive when people have more experience than you? That's right. I don't, I don't really think that that's like a valid argument because, I mean, this is kind of a little bit childish, but like you can still learn things from babies. Like you can learn things from kids. You can learn things from toddlers. You can learn things from kids in high school. You can, like, I think it's always nice to have somebody who's older than you and younger than you that you can try and learn from because you get different perspectives. Um, I think the more perspective that you can get as a person, the more well-rounded and the more you'll be able to kind of get um, experience-wise. And just because somebody has more experience in life doesn't mean they have more experience in, like, productivity or wealth building or different things, because you wouldn't follow somebody. Like, for example, I don't know, uh, let's take The Rock. I mean, you you might look at him as a formula of how do I get fit. But you may not take his financial formula. You may, you may not take these different things from people. And so I that's think right. you can look at people and say like, oh, I can learn from him in this way, but not in this way.
0: No, that's very fair. Do you think that most of the early work you'll do with your mission is geared to more your generation, younger individuals, or... I imagine you'll help anyone, or do you think that people that are more like your dad's age and my age, people that have a number of years on you, is that your target market for
1: your at least early stage of your mission, you think? So the way I kind of look at my target market would be people who aren't happy with where they're at. And so, like... The way I kind of explain it is, like, let's say you take a 32-year-old person who has a kid, a wife, and they just don't have the time of day to spend as much time as they want with their kids and their wife. Like, they're they're wanting a way to get through that. And so what I want to do is I want to provide kind of a solution to where people can get more done in less time or find exactly what their purpose is, where they want to go with their life, things like that. So a lot of times if you take somebody who's more of, like, your age Yes, you, have, you, you probably have more of a purpose than some people like that. And so I don't try and capture everybody's attention with that. I have a certain like, kind of portion that I'm trying to kind of get after and kind of help their problem because I think it's important to find a problem that you can try and fix. So I guess that would be where I would say is I'm trying to help those people who want to get more out of their life who don't know where to go exactly. All right no that makes great sense that makes great sense so your show is personal
0: productivity that's yep. your podcast show if folks wanted to get more information about you um any place else you would direct them other than yeah. the podcast
1: of course uh it's connor butts so c o n o r b u t t s s s so there's three s's dot com uh connor butts with three s's and yeah. that's dot com That would be where I would send them first. I'm also writing some articles on a website. I'm creating an article right now where I've sent uh, emails to a bunch of different productivity experts asking what their number one productivity tip is. And so hopefully I'll be sending that out within uh, the month. It's really interesting. Um, That'd be another place that I'd send them. Uh, But yeah, that's that's where you can find me. Well, uh,
0: I appreciate the discussion. Uh, You and I are going to keep in touch. It'll be wonderful to see how your mission unfolds over these many months and even years. So uh, it was great. Uh, Listeners, I'll be back with you on an upcoming episode of the Simply Financial podcast very soon. In the meantime, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, Simply Financial. And if you're interested in the financial planning uh, services that my team and I provide, that website is www.elliotwealth.com. Elliot has two L's and two T's. You can get information about me, the team, and how we help our clients win with money. Thank you very much. Uh, Again, I'll be back with you very soon.
2: The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of SagePoint Financial Incorporated and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Please note the information being provided is strictly as a courtesy. When you link to any of the websites provided here, you are leaving this website. We make no representation as to the completeness or accuracy of the information provided at these websites, nor is the company liable for any direct or indirect technical or system issues or any consequences arising out of your access to your use of third-party technologies websites, information, and programs made available through this website. When you access one of these websites, you are leaving our website and assume total responsibility and risk for your use of the websites you are linking to. Securities and advisory services are offered through Sage Point Financial Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC, insurance services offered through Elliott Wealth Management, LLC, not affiliated with Sage Point Financial.